Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. It just seems like I haven't seen you in such a long it's so time. Long. Was it yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, we didn't see each other. Actually, we didn't but... even see each other yesterday, no. but like Thursday. Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, and Saturday, Saturday night. night. <laughs> yeah. So, we had a hey, lot girl. Going on. Hey, girl. I enjoyed it. It was good times. Yeah. We'll tell you all about that fun long weekend on another episode. In another episode. That's right. This episode, I guess we were inspired by Instagram. Yes. Yes. I was, I was fumbling around on Instagram because that's, that's what, what I does. do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. And um, so Trevor Noah had a very interesting, well, if y'all aren't familiar with it, he's on the, what is it? His uh, show, the, the Daily show, show mm-hmm. um, on Comedy Central, I think is the channel, right? Something like that. She's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a daily show. I find it whenever I need it. I don't know. I know. Tre- well, Trevor Noah is just, he's a great comedian and very smart. And um, he had a reel where he talked about men and intimacy. So I think Tawanda has that and she's going to play that uh, clip for us. People don't realize how often men are experiencing a lack of intimacy. And the only place that they can experience that intimacy is through sex. We've created a society where men are so afraid to be vulnerable with each other, to be, you know, sensitive with each other, to care for each other, to love each other. You know, even saying that as a guy, you always have to change and be like, you can't just say, I love you. You have to be like, I love you, dog. You know what I mean? You, you, you got to throw it like you can't just say it. And, and it's interesting because that, that is where I do feel women have done a much better job of being there intimately for each other, not sexually, but intimately. And I think we take for granted how much in society men who say sex is the thing they're not getting are actually struggling with a lack of companionship, of intimacy, of being in a space with a person where, they, where they're sharing, you know, everything from serotonin to endorphins to what, to what humans need to feel. All right. So Yay. that got us thinking. What did it? Yeah, we were like, him. I wonder, do men not get enough intimacy? Do they only see intimacy as sexual intimacy? And are they really missing that in their relationships? I, you know, we, we're not men, but we talked about it. Like we knew yeah. what we were talking about. We, we did. And it's kind of funny. Um, I think part of the problem that we came into even talking about this mm-hmm. was what is intimacy? I mean, because whenever we talked to somebody about it, they were really skittish about even talking about what intimacy meant to them. Sure. Well, right? I, we came across, we, we heard Trevor Noah was talking about intimacy. And so we used that same term to ask some of our guy friends, mm-hmm. what they thought about um, intimacy among their own um, friends, their own guy friends. And we kept, we use the word intimacy because that's what Trevor Noah used. Well, they were like, hold up, stop, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute. What are you talking Intimacy, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Um, and and uh, even though we asked them that question in terms of intimacy, 
ultimately what we were asking and oftentimes had to clarify with the guides is that almost we were talking to a person. About, yes. Almost to a person. Right. We had to say, you know, we're referring to close male friendships that accommodate and encourage vulnerability around one another. And then they were going, oh, okay. <laughs> now we weren't silly enough to just ask for, you know, hey, who are you intimate with any of your, your guy friends? Let us know. No, we no. didn't do that. We did say uh, that we were referring to like a, a was it, did I say platonic? Non-romantic. Non-romantic. Right intimacy with your male friends and um <laughs> it was the response was actually very funny like i had a number of people who didn't respond to me at all until i like, came back and was like hold up wait a minute i want to clarify something for you this is what i mean i'm talking about close male friendships where you're able to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and show like all your emotional sides and then I got the the remaining responses. So it's kind of interesting. I think that the word intimacy has been so closely linked to sex. Yes, it has. Yeah, until we lose the part of the meaning of intimacy that really is talking about a closeness. Right, where yeah. emotions can be shared and you can be vulnerable and... That so first of all, just, so we can see something immediately in the fact that men were like, "Hold, oh, wait up, wait a minute, what are we talking about?" I, you know, I no homo, right? That's that was said on the boondocks, you know, <laughs> like no, no homo, no. So just having to go back and say, no, we we are, we are just asking for a close friendship. Can you tell us about that? And I had about three men i i think i asked seven did, how many did you ask six seven yes. oh wait a minute six or seven it was okay so then i asked ten i asked ten okay. i think i got maybe one non-answer um but we did it last minute so yeah, you we know did. they probably haven't gotten around to it yet but either way i got about 10 responses and about three of those were like no i, I don't i don't have that um mm -hmm. interestingly the other seven were like yeah i do have some of that and that mm -hmm. was encouraging. I would like to learn more, but I wouldn't talk about the three who said, nah, mm -mm, I don't have that. Well, I think of the six or seven that I asked, it was just, it was flipped just the opposite. Really? It was, it was, it was no, it was like, no. And let me tell you, okay. One guy responded um, to, he understood the question. I actually was the only person I didn't have to clarify it for. Mm -hmm. And he responded that, yes, he does have, and this, he used the play on the word intimacy. Mm -hmm. Okay. The play is he has into me mm -hmm. see. So he was responding basically that, no, he doesn't have these people. He uses himself to basically self-regulate his emotions and things like that. So he doesn't do that with anybody else. He just uh, brings it into him. Into him. Oh, and I him. thought that that was really interesting, a really interesting way to so answer So does that mean he that doesn't question. even have intimacy with his wife then? Well, we didn't ask about... I know, I didn't, we didn't. That's right. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't you know. ask him about his wife. I would imagine so, but I don't know. Well, just because, because he said he was into himself. 
instead of right another, and i didn't think yeah. to follow up with that particular question because that's not what we were asking i guess not what yeah. we were asking mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um but a number i would say one i would say four of mm -hmm. the seven mm -hmm. said no they did not have oh. uh, those kinds of um, friendships it was more of um actually it might have been five it was like very much so there was only two there's only two that said um yes that they have the friendships where they're able to truly share but mm -hmm. even in that even in that one of them said but i only share the juicy parts with my wife okay, okay. so i mean i only share the juicy parts so i so there's some intimacy with its friends or close friendship or vulnerability and emotional sharing, but mm -hmm. mainly he leaves that for his wife. Yeah. That to me, that feels like a kind of yes. I, I'm I'm not sure. I think I mean I think it's because uh, women do things differently, right? Yeah, we when do. we when we talk, we tend to um, say everything. <laughs> to mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. the, the people who we truly trust and hold um hold in a high regard to sure. be able to handle our feelings right and we just say it all but it was more of what i got in response was more that i just don't share my feelings i might be a good listener mm -hmm. but i don't necessarily share my feelings with my friends not at that level okay so that's interesting because I feel like I got the opposite. I'll tell it you is. about the few uh -huh. that told me um, no, because I didn't get okay. that many. So one person said, you know, I, I got this person because I see on his Facebook, he's all, you know, he has a group of guy friends and mm -hmm. they get together and they go on vacations and they take pictures and it's like, okay, he's got a lot of friends. I just know he's going to say, oh yeah, I got a lot of intimacy and, and mm -hmm. rather, let's say close uh, friendships where we talk about stuff. Cause I just, I just made a lot of assumptions. You know, what they say about making assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. He wrote back. I haven't experienced non-romantic intimacy, he's using my words, mm -hmm. with my male friends as they are all of the macho persona. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Tell me more about that. And he says, yeah, we are still more mach macho and jokey versus vulnerable. My experience is that we don't share until after the personal crisis has passed or is passing. They'd mm -hmm. rather talk about their success at overcoming versus relating their true experience, uh, the true experiences they um, that they see as weakness in a room of sharks and lions. And it's like, wow, they would rather, you know, talk about what they've overcome than to share among their friends. They don't want to be seen as weak in the mm -hmm. room. And mm -hmm. I was really expecting something else. I was like, oh, so y'all spend this time, but you don't get vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked a, another guy who said he would like intimate relationships, but every time he gets there, people will listen to him if he shares, but they won't share mm -hmm. in his adult friendships. He only has that among friends that he made when he was a child and he's kept for a long period of time. But mm -hmm. he wants more of that with the friends in his, um, I guess, in his, his current life that he meets in adulthood and has trouble with that. Um, I asked a young person um 
that question, someone around the 24 uh, years old. And he says, you know, I am, I feel like I'm trained to think that that is weird. Even wow. though I think there's nothing wrong with it because you love your friends, I feel like a lot of time men avoid any form of intimacy between each other. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you asked a younger person because mm -hmm. for one of my friends um, who is my age, maybe slightly older, mm -hmm. I he was one of the people who said, you know, I'll listen to other people, mm -hmm. but I don't open myself up to tell, you know, to tell things to. And um, I know that he has two sons. Mm -hmm. So I asked him, I said, is it generational? Because sometimes, especially this group of kids or young people, they're different. They are. I mean, <laughs> they're different. real different. They're real different. So I was curious if it was generational. And I asked him about his sons and he said, no, they're pretty much the same way. They are not very um, expressive with their friends in terms of, um, uh, you know, telling people how they feel. And I just was like, that's very interesting. He said, I don't think it's actually generational. I think it's just the way that um, you are personally. Mm -hmm. um, but so actually that kind of goes along with what your um, the 24-year-old was mm -hmm. saying um, about how he sees it as being weird. I wonder like... That's sad to me when I hear that. I know. I feel like what culture is it that we are nurturing and developing where men have to feel weird to have other men as friends. Like I want my husband to have another man that he can um, complain to me about, you know, cause I don't want to hear it, but it's okay. Let me go back. <laughs> but I do want him to be able to have somebody else who can be a man and understand men and he can talk to. So, he just has that friendship that like, I, I need to talk, I guess he could also get, you know, it'd be great if he had a therapist. I don't know. I just want him to have that. I know how good it is for us to talk mm -hmm. and to be able to say, Oh, this is what's going on. And I just, I hate it. And it makes me cry. You know, something like that. I would love yeah. for him to have that because it seems like it would be good. Trevor Noah thinks it would be good for men mm -hmm. to have more of these relationships and some of the men that I haven't talked about yet, talk about how they do have that friendship and how mm -hmm. meaningful that is. And, um, you know, so we'll talk about those responses as well, but it sounds like for the ones who have it, they feel fulfilled, fulfilled by it. So mm -hmm. it does sound like something that we wouldn't want to, um, relegate intimacy to just being sexual. And then, you know, that right there that, to broaden that out so that they can enjoy that, closeness and vulnerability with more people. I suspect that they might want that, but just don't have permission in this society to have it, to mm -hmm. explore it, to even bring it up. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think um, one of the people I asked about it said that they were basically raised that way. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And like so it's like my daddy didn't talk about my granddad you just did what you needed to do and you didn't complain um to other people but i mean imagine how how impactful it would be to have someone that you could talk to when you're just plain overwhelmed if nothing else you're just overwhelmed yeah but i know this 
I because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a woman and it's okay for me to have girlfriends that I talk to. Um, I can I can hold hands with my girlfriends. You know, I can mm-hmm. dance on the dance floor with my girlfriends. Like nobody thinks twice about that. So we just get to be nurturing to each other. And society says, that's good. We support that. Go for it. But for men, it's different. So they have to feel some kind of way about it. Can I tell you, um, one of my friends said, I don't talk to other guys about stuff. And he doesn't really talk to even his wife about it, about stuff, because he feels that women actually will use yes. their feelings against oh, them. Oh, I read an article that said that. Oh really? my goodness, I did. I read an article that said that, well, this article was with a, where a man was saying, I have a best friend who's a man and I can share these things and I share them with my best friend and not my girlfriend mm-hmm. because I don't want her to see me as weak. Yeah. And yeah. But he was like, another man can understand that we men have issues and we can talk about it together, but a woman might think he's weak. And so he doesn't share that with her. And that's supportive to having that just says something bad about relationships and women. I mean, like if, if our society says you're weak or I'm inclined to think you're weak, if you because. are, you have emotions like that, that to mm-hmm. me is, is very troublesome. And I definitely did not raise my daughter to think that about men. And mm-hmm. it didn't raise my men to to believe they couldn't have um, emotions. Um, I had an uncle when I was, um, I had, I, let's see, I had one uncle in my family who was like, bring it in. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug all the men in the family. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. everybody, man or woman in the family, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. And I'm going to give you a hug. And he normalized that for the family. Mm-hmm at least on that side of the family. And he had he normalized it because I knew that was normal on one side of the family, but not normal on the other side of the family. That like, right. that didn't really happen. Right. You know? um, so I could appreciate that. And I wanted my kids to grow up feeling that way as well. Mm-hmm. And my husband wanted that too. So we hug our boys. We tell them, Mom, I love you, which is not unusual for a mom, but he as a father wanted to make a, a point to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it stuck, but I'd like to read what one of my friends wrote mm-hmm. about, you know, what it means to be a black man and how we, how they, black men, mm-hmm. uh, might, might, you know, where, where their priorities were, are such that they might not feel comfortable in that space of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. All right. He says, black men have a heightened consciousness, uh, a conscious awareness for perceived threats. We also have a conscious awareness about being perceived as a threat, but I don't believe I have ever sought out or been consciously aware of the level of non-romantic intimacy from friends. It just isn't part of my daily awareness because I spend so much conscious thought in a fight or flight state. Threat assessment and my perceived masculinity are, are, are what I've learned to prioritize. He's like, I don't even know how to answer this question. I don't think about no um, non-romantic intimacy from friends. I have to be aware on a regular basis who's seeing me as a threat, you mm-hmm. know, and who is a threat to me and um, and not necessarily showing my weaknesses. You know, it's just like, wow, manhood sounds so miserable. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where you are, man. Yeah. 
I I think that they miss like if you if you really don't experience it, then you wouldn't think about the lack of it. Like if you've never had it, right? You don't miss it, right? I mean, you yeah. don't miss it in in a conscious way, right? You mm-hmm. might miss it in a so uh, unconscious way because you might act out in certain ways, right? Because you don't get what you actually need. We as human beings need connection and men are being conditioned to have a certain level of connection with maybe other guys, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's up? You want to go play, you know, some ball, whatever. I'm making it up. I don't know what guys talk about. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they talk about, but I do. We absolutely eavesdrop on our husband's conversations. I do. I listen to all his conversations. Let's just pretend we don't, we don't know what men talk about. Okay. Don't tell Keep going. Okay. No, but if you don't, if you don't get it, you don't know what you're missing. And I think that there's um a lot that humans gain by connection. Yeah. And when you stop yourself from being able to have a connection um, that's a little bit deeper with other guys and also other women. I mean, mm-hmm. when I say other women, I mean your spouse or or even like a, you could have a platonic friend who is of the other sex. Who right. We just want to, just trying to make sure that men recognize it's okay to have friends and be vulnerable. It's something that I think we're seeing that is not, culture doesn't support. It doesn't. Culture says, don't cry, don't show emotion, you're mm-hmm. a man, be a man. And some women have said, hey, if he's a man, he's going to be strong. And he's not gonna be emotional. I, I, and I, I think we're leaning towards. I don't think that's the right way. I don't want the world to be like that because mm-hmm. a man is also human. Yes. Humans have emotions and they need connection. And this idea of mixing intimacy and making intimacy only something that's sexual, and you, you know, and just saying uh, if I'm gonna be intimate, intimate is sexual and. And I guess I'll talk to to my woman, but I'm not going to talk to me. It's just, it sounds sad. Okay. I have one more friend mm-hmm. who responded to me and he said, and this is, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm not going to describe what he said. He said that he would cry by himself if his close friend died. Like if his male, oh. he would cry, but he would cry by himself. So. And he said he has only once cried about something around his friends but he did say he was drinking tequila at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that counts because like you were forced to be emotionally vulnerable by the alcohol. I don't think I, that counts. I think there have been many tears shed <laughs> over tequila. Okay. For one reason or another, I think there are many tears um, shed. But, you know, I, I asked one of the guys who responded, I asked him uh, since he said he doesn't have anybody i asked Mm -hmm. him um do you feel like that has hindered you like the Mm -hmm. lack of this companionship and his response kind of like what your other friend was saying didn't really know he's never had close male friends Mm -hmm. since he was in elementary school and this man is in his 50s oh my gosh so you said he hasn't 
had them since he said he has not had a close male friend like that since he was in elementary school so elementary school was when because that matches what my friend said about when Mm -hmm. he was a kid so that was the only time he felt like he could have a friend and he's just kept Mm -hmm. that friend for this long but as an adult that is really sad that is a sad state of being and somehow our society and our culture is supporting that but Mm-hmm. We did get a number. I did. You got me mm-hmm. too. Who said, "Oh, I have, I have male friends. I mm-hmm. have, um, I share uh, emotional and personal stuff with friends." So let's hear about some of that because okay, I want the good feels. <laughs> okay, what those do. Well, I will tell. I see. I will say. Hold on. Let me think. Well, I'll, I'll talk Ooh. about one guy. Go ahead. Who responded, um, and. He says he has only found one friend, and I think this isn't since he's an adult, uh, since he's been an adult, but he's found one friend who he can be completely open with Mm -hmm. um, because he can let his guard down and be completely honest about thoughts and feelings and experiences without judgment or worrying about him, you know, telling his business to other people. And um, he let me know that, being open like that and vulnerable is scary as a man. But mm-hmm. when you can find that trust uh, and intimacy, uh, it's really, you know, it's just a rare find in friendships. Uh, and he only has one. Now I'm well, thinking he's doing great. I was you don't really say, need don't multiple. Say only. <laughs> don't say only because at this point, I'm kind of like, if a guy has one person that they can hold That's on all to, they need. And, that's at this point it sounds like a really good deal yeah yep 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 yeah i i am asked one of my friends who did say that they did have um close relationships or what you he would call being vulnerable because he was one of these he was one of the ones who was like um uh, what do you mean? What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Almost to, I mean, literally, there was only one person who didn't say, I'm going to need some clarification <laughs> on this question. Um, but I asked him, like, uh, were you raised to, ha- since he was comfortable having these mm-hmm. kind of friendships, was he raised to have, um, to feel free about having vulnerabilities or did he have to figure it out on his own? Mm-hmm. And he said that he felt like his parents modeled ah. that the idea of being open and just, let me see what he said, just be real about shit. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's what he said. Not in a codependent way, just being real about shit. And, um, and so it was very, it was very cool to actually see just the very opposite of what one of the other friends said that he was raised in a very, we, that's just not what we do. We don't share our feelings. Right. Yeah. I, I met, I know people are still being raised like that. I mean, that's how we got here. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. we have so many, I, when we did this and we're like, oh, I don't want to bring it. We don't have anything about, but uh, we don't see anything wrong with bring, being, bringing men to the podcast. I don't want to say that, but we wanted to do one where we didn't have a guest. So yeah. we really just wanted to reach out to um, people that we know. So I was just like going down, like, who are the last few people, <laughs> last few men that right. I have talked to? And um, 
I got one and I'm so glad I found this one because this guy reminds me of the uncle that I mentioned on my mom's side who would hug everybody and tell everybody I love you. I didn't sure. think about him like that immediately because I don't know what he does. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I know how I've seen him, but anyway, I'm going to read what he says because I, okay. I just loved um, how he put it together. He says, um, hey, sis, I hug just about all my male friends. Uh, that's about it. I do tell all my male friends that I love them. Uh, I have been intentional about hugging my male friends because guys don't always get hugs and it means more than they are willing to articulate. Same with telling them I, I love them. I have been intentional about saying those words for the same reason. It has become pretty normalized with all male friends, mentees that I engage. They even hug each other and tell each other they love them. I think it's a great trend. So mm -hmm. he's starting something or changing, even if they grew up one way and they get around mm -hmm. him and he's like, nope, I'm going to hug you and I'm going to tell you I love you. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to be around, you know, all my friends are going to be the same way. And they kind of like retraining um, a group of people to do that. Uh, my friend goes on to say that, um, most black men believe that vulnerability is a sign of weakness and that other men will exploit their weakness if discovered. And so mm. he is part of creating a, a black male network or a group of men who understand that by sharing their weakness, they can find other ways to uplift and assist each other and know where help is needed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a whole thing. I'm like, dude, can you bring that all over the world? That, you know, yeah. we, we need more of that. Um, I agree. I, th I think that when I hear guys talking about their weakness, you know, mm -hmm. like um, being used against them, I think there's also, I think that's actually a valid, I actually think it's a valid thought, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then that's why you have to be selective with the people that you choose. Like, I don't have ultra personal conversations with everyone that's I true. meet, no. even as even as a woman, right? I don't tell my deepest, darkest secrets to, you know, Maria down the street who I've met once. No, it's is this very small group of people mm -hmm. who know me at that certain level that I can trust that they won't use my vulnerabilities against, against yeah. me. And so I think, I think it's a good, I mean, I, I understand why men would have that fear, but mm -hmm. I think they just have to be very, you have to be diligent in who you're picking. Like you can't just right. share yeah. with everybody. And that's not where we're asking. I get, yeah, or not. We're we're just like, do you have one? Do you mm -hmm. have just one friend, or are you? Has this world told you you can't do that? And yeah. you know, you know, what have you chosen to believe? So just in asking, you know, the guys who who could respond to us in that little short time, mm -hmm. you know, we find it's it's pretty split. Some people are mm -hmm. like, no, I don't mm -hmm. have that. And and according to Trevor Noah, he's saying, you know, we. He believes that men need more of that. And I believe that humans need human connection. And right. that I think men, being men, they understand each other because Lord knows I do not always understand them. So I think they need each other. I mean, they should all have at least one good friend mm -hmm. that they can talk to and, you know, talk male stuff about because we don't get that crap um, stuff. We, mm. <laughs> 
they understand each other and I want to support that. And, um, and they understand why they do what they do because that we will know. never understand. I never have to. Yeah. And, and I don't want to, I just feel like you worked it out with your friends. I don't understand. You just, you know, ask them. It just makes sense. So, it does. you know, I, I feel good because I raised some boys. I married a man who mm-hmm. got got that and we raised our boys to be that way. And, uh, and how we raise our daughters make a difference because mm-hmm. we can't, you know, we're not doing good for the world if we raise them to say, oh, you have feelings, you're weak, you know. Right, right. So we all have a responsibility there. Mm -hmm. Um, But just asking my guy friends here, it makes me feel good when I hear that some of them have really found that. And Mm -hmm. uh, it tells me that in this world, it's probably split all over. There's probably a lot of men, like Trevor Noah was saying, who aren't experiencing that gift of of true friendship um, among the guy friends because society has robbed them of that. Well, and it some I mean, it takes it takes time too. I mean, you and I are the closest of friends, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't start that way. And it probably did actually. It kind of, well, <laughs> yeah. But we well, we knew we liked each other. We were just like, girl, you my friend. We we already knew that, right? Okay. But, but in general, when you don't find a rare gem of a friendship anywhere, like it does take time. It takes it. It takes time. It takes building trust and mm-hmm. things like that but i think if guys were to oh, step out on faith a little bit mm-hmm. and and you know try to find a bond with another guy friend i mean i think it would mean so much to them ultimately and i i just really wish i hope for that for my husband i know my husband mm-hmm. has it's kind of interesting like he's part of a fraternity and i think mm-hmm. that he has some more intimate relationships uh, relationships with his friends his fraternity brothers because mm-hmm. they share the same kind of goals and yeah. all this kind interest, of interest right interests and everything but i did not ask my husband this question i didn't ask my husband either i didn't no i don't know why i did well no i knew, i knew he wasn't going to be able he wouldn't have time yeah. to answer yep. but um yeah but i think it's it's interesting because I'm not sure if just because they join a fraternity together that they have these, no, these kind I of know close for relationships. A fact. Nope. I know for a fact just being in the fraternity in and of itself doesn't mean that they feel safe. You know, they found that gem of a person yeah. in someone. I know that for a fact. Um, it, like you said, it just takes a long time to find that you don't find it everywhere. But mm-hmm. I also think what I've learned from listening to my friends that it probably helps if you have at least one person in your group or that if there's somebody else who's willing to be the one who's vulnerable to model the behavior and say, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe just knowing that, well, I can be okay with this person uh, might enc- encourage them to also be okay. Right. So maybe that's what it is. It's just more men needing to model what they want. I think so. I think so. I just, I really want for guys. Oh, what? what, what? I just remember something. I had one friend who said he didn't like the term. He didn't say he didn't like it, but he rephrased my term and called it. He said, no, this is, you're talking about brotherly love. That's what he said. Like, okay. <laughs> Let me just change my words. Okay. okay. You don't like intimacy. Okay, fine. Brotherly love. He also said, that usually evolved men know how to convey these thoughts to other men 
without the perception of being gay. So now I was like, ooh, so we got this buzzword, evolved men, huh? Hmm. Now that's and, for another episode, right? You know, like right. you might have to explain him. But he felt like maybe you had to be, I don't know, whatever evolved means to him. He was like, you have to be evolved to be able to express this without even being perceived as, like I said, that no homo thing is so serious with them that, you know, they don't want to be I don't understand perceived. it. Yeah. You know, what, like you said before, like women will hold each other's hands, will we'll hug each other for a long time. We will cry and talk to each other like, like it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes it's like you you actually hold on to your friend for a long time because you know that they need that support or whatever. Yeah. Or sometimes it's just it's very comforting, right? Mm-hmm. And but guys, they get uncomfortable by that. And especially I would I should say mostly heterosexual men mm-hmm. do because they have this fear of like you said, being perceived mm-hmm. as being gay, even though that's not what they are. I don't understand. I just don't understand them. Well, I, I, I think I don't disagree that the culture is set up that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, if and and it, it maybe it's a lot more about um, homophobia. If I just don't want to be mm-hmm. seen as gay because you know what that looks like, and in our society, if we weren't so afraid of looking gay maybe you could just be friends uh, so maybe it's still part of the society that we we are in that has this underpinning of being uh, homophobic and that's part of the problem i i don't know i just know uh, our role as women is to raise children male and female to uh to fight against that you know then mm-hmm. to know that that's okay I think that's what's the role that we can provide. And I'm trying to be supportive of my husband having friends like that, you know, mm-hmm. not nagging him. You're going out with that guy again? You know, no, <laughs> go out, call him, have a good time. I'll see you later, you know? Right, um, right. Just going to be in supportive of that. So, I agree. I don't know. And we can't solve oh. men's problems, you know, today, but we can talk uh, about it. <laughs> we can talk about it. But no, I'm glad that we actually did because I actually think I learned a lot more about um, my friends. Yeah, I did. I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe just the way that men just really have a different kind, a set of issues that we just don't, don't even. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you've never had to think about that stuff. Mm-mm, no. I have never had to think that somebody was going to think I'm get gay. Um, <laughs> I just said that. And I was remembering that time we were in Hawaii and that woman <laughs> thought we were a couple. <laughs> it was so funny. I, <laughs> Tawanda, I don't know what it was, but that day, I guess we had we're giving off couple vibes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The rest of our group didn't get up. You know, they weren't up. They were taking a nap, and we wanted to sit at the at the beach at the ocean. So, I don't I don't know what it was. And she was like, "Hey, why don't we take a picture right in front of this rainbow?" <laughs> you had to. Be I was like, "Wait a minute, was, hold we both, on." It was so funny because she walked away. We both were like, "I think she thinks we were lesbians." <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny oh, oh yeah. my gosh and but you found it funny 
So we yeah. we did. We were just looking very coupley that day, I guess. <laughs> there was not even any like? hand holding. Or I, just, I don't even know. She just I don't know. Whatever, whatever. It was funny. Uh, again, I laugh at that because as women, I don't think it is a. I don't. I don't have to feel. There's no weakness. I, I don't have an issue. I, I'm not worried that they they thought it was. I know I'm not a lesbian. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just no. yeah. It's just like I just thought it was funny that she made that assumption. It was actually. But I think had that been a um, had that been two men hanging out together and somebody made that assumption, I I think it would it would hit them different. You know, I think, I think so. They they wouldn't. They would absolutely want to make sure. Hey, wait a minute. You got the wrong idea here. Where we were like, that's funny. I'll never see that woman again, but that's hilarious. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I think we uh, kind of hit the points that we wanted to hit with this. It was, this was a real conversation because we did not really get a no. chance to plan Mm-mm. anything. Nope. We were just like, let's just talk about it and talk about our friends and what their responses were. And I like that it let us reach out to our friends and say, hey, tell me something. And they were, thank you all friends. Nobody yes. wanted their names to be shared. And that nobody. Was perfectly, absolutely nobody. <laughs> and that was fine. We weren't planning yeah. to share names, but we appreciate those who participated uh, yeah. in this conversation. Especially namelessly yeah <laughs> especially at the last minute so we For appreciate real. you um so very much well thank you Tawanda thank, thank you, you dear. <laughs> and thank you listeners for that's, hanging that's, in there with us that's right and so until next time y'all peace, peace and, and blessings. blessings thanks for joining us today don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.